Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of the podcast called The Dictionary. How are you all doing? I hope you are doing wonderfully. Uh, I got nothing to say except the first word is beef, Wellington, beef. And then the second word is Wellington with a capital B. This is a noun from 1930. A fillet of beef, or is it a fillet? I've heard both. I think it depends on the spelling. This is F-I-L-L-E-T. But I'm going to say a fillet of beef covered with pâté de foie gras and baked in a casing of pastry. And this is probably from the name Wellington. Well, whose name Wellington? Is it a first name? Is it a last name? Was there somebody named Wellington who made this thing and then somehow they got this named after them? I want something named after me. Next, we have beef wood, all one word, noun from 1805. One, the hard, heavy, reddish wood of any of various chiefly Australian trees. Number two, we have the synonym Australian pine. Next is beefy. It is an adjective from 1743. 1A, heavily and powerfully built, as in a beefy thug. 1B, synonyms are substantial and sturdy, as in beefy shock absorbers. Number two, uh, 2A, of or suggesting beef, as in a beefy flavor. 2B, full of beef, as in a beefy steak. Next, we have beehive, noun from the 14th century. One, we just have the number one definition for the word hive. Number two, something resembling a hive for bees as, to A, a scene of crowded activity. Well, you don't find many of those these days if you are listening to this during our quarantine time in 2020. Uh, You could also be listening to this 15 years in the future after I finish this whole thing. In which case, welcome to the past. How's the future? Weird? Probably. Cool. To be a woman's hairdo that is conical in shape. Beehive is also an adjective. Next, we have beehive oven. Two words. Noun from 1872. An arched oven used especially for baking food and formerly for coking coal. Not cooking, coking with one O. Next is beekeeper. Noun from 1783. A person who raises bees. And beekeeping is a noun. Next is beeline. One word and it is the first form. Uh, It is a noun from 1830. A straight, direct course. And this is from the belief that nectar-laden bees return to their hives in a direct line. Uh, That's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I like like seeing etymology that is so specific like that. Whether or not it's true, I don't know, but you'd think it would be. You'd think that a bee would want to make as direct a line as possible back to its hive. If it's got nectar, it wants to get it back to the hive for the queen and for the babies and for food and all that. Uh, all right, now we have the second form of beeline. It is a tr- um, an intransitive verb from 1882, to go quickly in a straight, direct course. Next is Beelzebub. So the pronunciation and the spelling don't totally make sense to me, although it does look like one of the correct pronunciations is Beelzebub, uh, or Beelzebub, which makes more sense. It is capital B. E E 
B-E-L-Z-E-B-U-B. So you could say Beelzebub, Beelzebub, or Belzebub. It is a noun from before the 12th century. Number one, we just have the synonym devil. Number two, a fallen angel in Milton's Paradise Lost, ranking next to Satan. So they're not the same person, they're different people? Okay. Uh, this is from Beelzebub, which is the prince, uh, I'm looking at the etymology now, the prince of devils from the Latin word, I guess, Beelzebub, from the Greek word Beelzebub, B-O-U-B, from the Hebrew Baalzebub, Oh, do I want to spell it? Okay, B-A apostrophe A-L, next word, Z-E-B-H-U-B-H. And that is a Philistine god, literally, Lord of the Flies. Hmm, interesting. Next, we have bin, B-E-E-N. It, it, is, it is the past participle of the word be, B-E. Next is beep. Uh, it is the first form. It is a verb from 1936, to cause, as a horn, to sound. And then the intransitive definition says, uh, oh, there's two of them. Number one, to sound a horn. And number two, to make a beep. Uh, and I love, um, you know, the roadrunner goes, meep, meep. That's sort of a meep, not a beep, but it's still a beep. Next, we have the second form of beep. It is a noun from 1943, a short usually high-pitched sound, as from a horn or an electronic device, that serves as a signal or warning. Next is beeper. All you young kids today probably don't know what a beeper is. It's a noun from 1970, and the synonym is pager. Well, does that help? Not particularly, unless we go to the word word pager, but we're not going to do that today. But specifically, one that beeps. So specifically, a pager that beeps. Next, we have the word beer, many people's favorite word ever, probably, maybe. It is a noun from before the 12th century. It is an old word. Number one, an alcoholic beverage, usually made from malted cereal grain, as barley, flavored with hops, and brewed by slow fermentation. I'm not a big beer fan. Um, I like the sweeter things, as I think I've mentioned before, but I especially don't like hops. Uh, it's the, the bitterness is a thing that does not sit well with my taste buds and my brain. Number two, a carbonated non-alcoholic or a fermented slightly alcoholic beverage with flavoring from roots or other plant parts, as in beer, uh, no, birch beer. I mixed up the words. Um, And then, you know, I think related to that would be root beer, which I love because it's sweet. Now we have number three, fermented mash. And number four, a drink of beer. So this is Middle English from the word bear or beer with only one E from the Old English beor, which is B-E-O-R. And it is akin to the Old High German beor, B-I-O-R, which means beer. Next is a fun one, beer and Skittles. It is three separate words, just like it sounds. Noun from 1855, a situation of agreeable ease, as in, won't be all beer and Skittles. It does not tell me, but I really, really, really want to look at the etymology of this because beer and Skittles don't typically go together in my brain, so I want to know why... (laughs) 
Um, that happened. How did this become a thing? A phrase. Beer and Skittles. But I might have to start using that. Next is beer belly. Two words. Noun from 1829. We have the synonym pot belly. And then beer bellied with a hyphen is an adjective. Next is beer goggles. Two words. Noun from 1987. The effects of alcohol thought of metaphorically as a pair of goggles that alter a person's perceptions, especially by making other others appear more attractive than they actually are. I think many, many people have uh, fun, fun stories of having beer goggles and uh, not being fully aware of what's going on. Next is Beer Pong, noun from 1972 a game in which a set of beer-containing cups is placed at two ends of a table and in which a player scores by bouncing or tossing a ping-pong ball into an opponent's cup from which the opponent then has to drink the beer. I love that there is a very standard, sterile definition of beer pong, which is all about just getting drunk and wasted in a very fun way. Um, I, I, I mentioned I'm not a beer fan, but I have played beer pong. I was willing to drink a little bit just cause I love games. I love ping pong and you know, the idea of just trying to throw a, a ping pong ball into a cup is just a fun challenge. Uh, and so I, I have played that once or twice. Um, and I thought I had something else, but, uh, I don't. Oh, I also just think it's funny that this has become such a normal thing. Not only is it in the dictionary, but there's, there are app games for beer pong and it's, I don't know, it's just become a... Um, a very big thing around America and probably the world too. It's not this thing that only college kids play. All right, next we have beery, adjective from 1764. Uh, And I just think it's funny that there are extra forms, beerier and beeriest. That beer is beerier than that beer, even though that beer is pretty beery, but that beer over there, it's the beeriest. Number one, Affected or caused by beer, as in beery voices. Number two, smelling or tasting of beer, as in beery tavern. Next we have bee's knees, B-E-E apostrophe S, second word, knees. Noun from 1921, a highly admired person or thing, and a synonym is cat's meow. Something that is, uh, you know, if you if you were not using those phrases back in the day, uh, or, you know, if you're not familiar with them, having that synonym isn't really going to help you. But that's what they are. A highly admired person or thing. And last for this episode, and this might... No, it does not go on to this next page. It is Bee Stings. B-E-E-S-T-I-N-G-S. Um, and it looks like it could also be spelled with a B-E-A. Okay, this is a noun from before the 12th century, and it says the colostrum, especially of a cow. So it's not bee stings, it's bee stings. Interesting. Um, And this is reminding me of the, we came across this word, the one with the B-E-A spelling, and I said, oh, it looks and it sounds like bee stings, but it's not. But then I said it was, uh, and I can't find it. That's okay. The etymology says this is from bee sting, B-E-S-T-Y-N-G-E, from Old English, by sting, B-Y, and then the word sting, from biost, which means bee stings, akin to the Old High German biost, which is bee stings. 
What is the colostrum of a cow, or especially of a cow? I don't know. We'll get to that in the C's. So my favorite word from this episode has got to be beer and Skittles, which again is a situation of agreeable ease. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, maybe I should tell you another podcast I'm listening to just because I like giving them more exposure if it's something that people haven't heard. Uh, and I don't remember where I left off. So I'm going to just say Star Talk Radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Go listen, go learn something. This has been Spencer dispensing information into your brain. Thank you and goodbye.